Morning, studio. Morning. Let's go to Nick in St. Louis. Nick, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's up, man? Hey, Bobby. Um, and morning, studio. Morning. morning. I just had a quick question for you. So I just got done reading your second book, Fail Until You Don't. And you mentioned in it that you hate when people say literally when it's not a literal thing. So my question for you is when you say bye to people when you're on the phone with them, you say see ya. But you're never going to see them most likely. So what's the logic behind it? The logic is that literally just bothers me and see you doesn't. Nothing more. We all have our personal tics and our personal things that annoy us. But I think see is a common expression with, hey, see you later. That means goodbye. Literally just a lie. If you mean figuratively, don't say literally. But it obviously just bothers me. Just, you mean like I'm literally freezing. You're yeah. not literally freezing. You're, not, you're cold. Literally. No. You're a little cold. You're, right. a little, you're a little chilly right now. <laughs> right. But you're not literally freezing. Sometimes you are literally freezing. No, but no, you're you, not. No, a lot of times freezing literally. Freezing would be under 32 degrees and you're starting to ice over. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I have had that happen. I have been literally freezing, like in Colorado or something. But, Eddie, most of the time, (laughs) it is a sarcastic figurative. Yeah. Nick, it's just bothersome to me. Most people, it's not. But the other one for me is when someone says over 100%, like Mm. 110%. There is no more than 100%. That's the actual max amount you can give. 100%. That's it. Anything else goes out out of the lid. You know, Bones, I was watching that Challenger show on uh, Netflix, yeah. and the astronaut engineers are saying, like, you know, throttle up to 110%. So how is that possible? Oh. Well, then 110%. <laughs> That's a measurement there. They're, they're, it's different. Then it has to go up past that as their, okay. their top end. Okay. Because if someone's like, you know, he gave 110%, the other person goes, well, the other, he gave 120%. You're both lying. <laughs> you just use the words. Because there's how, no more than 100. But can someone give extra? No, because if you give extra, that's inside of the original max amount you could possibly give. See, that just doesn't bother me if someone says 110%. <laughs> I get what they're saying. They gave their all and then some. But that's not their all. If they had more to give, that's not their all. <laughs> but again, these are just ticks that bother me. Right. What bothers you, Amy? I'm pretty easy breezy. Wire hangers. I guess I meant expressions or words. <laughs> Amy's like, liars. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nothing really bothers me. That's why it's so weird to me that you cannot handle when people say literally <laughs> and they don't mean it. Because I'm a person. I All these things you're saying, I do. So. Maybe that's why Amy's <laughs> upset at the segment. Hey, Nick, what would you think about that book? Uh, it was good. I really liked it. I mean, generally, I don't read a whole lot of self-help books, but you endorse it all the time. I listen to your show every morning on the way home from work. So I was like, I got to read it. And I liked it. I took some things from it. I really did. I appreciate that. I tell you, I have some at the house still. I will send you a signed copy if you want it. Would you like one? I would like that more than you know. I emailed you guys and asked if I could send mine in to get it emailed. And I never got an email back, which is cool. But I would love to get an emailed copy. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll mail you a copy. copy. And whoever didn't email you back, I'll fire right when the show's over today. So who do you think got your email and didn't respond? (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to put her on the spot. But the lady that answers the phone when you call, she's a super nice lady. Keep her around. Late. Okay. Abby. Hey, Abby, will you come to the microphone for a second? <laughs> if you call our show, Abby answers the phone. Abby, how are you this morning? I'm good. Sorry, I was answering the phone. See, look at her. She's so dedicated to her craft. And sometimes Abby will send me story ideas for the show, and she'll send me seven ideas, and six of them we did the day before. But what I admire about that is she oh, can't listen what? to the show because she's answering phones. That's true. A lot of people call in. They're like, what were you just saying? I was like, I actually, I really don't know what we were just talking about because I'm talking, I'm answering. What do phones. most people call about? Um, I mean, I guess kind of advice. I mean, advice questions, mm-hmm. but I guess things we've already talked about. So I feel bad because they're like, oh, I want to weigh on this. And I'm like, uh. We already talked about that. So. If someone wanted to be on the show, what advice would you give them? What are you looking for? If they're enthusiastic okay. and happy, and we'll talk about something that's like really funny or interesting. Yeah. Um, and I love advice questions. So if anyone calls in for advice, it's usually, you know. And if they can like, probably speak clearly and their phone's in a good spot. Yes. Do you have to tell people, get your phone off speaker? You have to be on the phone. All the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you on Bluetooth or speakerphone? They're like, no, should I be? I'm like, no. No, please don't. <laughs> it echoes. It just doesn't sound good. So. Well, Nick called Abby and said you're doing a great job. That's, oh. why, that's why we put you on here. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to put no you back problem. on hold. I'm going to get you a signed <laughs> book. All right, man? 
Sounds great. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right, there's Nick in St. Louis. Lunchbox met a girl at a coffee shop, right? Yeah, I, I was having coffee, and I met this girl. We had a great conversation, and she gave me her number, and her name was Tiffany. So I called to get a date. Here's Lunchbox actually calling Tiffany's the jewelry store. Okay. <laughs> okay. Saying, hey, Tiffany gave me this number. Okay, I'm tracking now. Yeah. I, okay. He didn't really meet a girl. Yeah, we're, right. we're setting you up on that one. <laughs> Got it. This is, he calls Tiffany's the jewelry store. And he's looking for he's Tiffany. He's like, hey, t- Tiffany, here you go. Thank you for calling Tiffany and company. Speaking, how may I direct your call? Uh, yeah, may I speak with Tiffany, please? Uh, we have a Stephanie, but no Tiffany. No, I, 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 I was at the coffee shop the other day, and I met Tiffany. We, we had lattes together, and... She gave me her number and said I should call and maybe we should grab dinner sometime. <laughs> no, uh, no Tiffany here, sir. No, like, I was like, oh, can I get your number? And she put her number in my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she might have been joking with you because the store is called Tiffany and Company, but no Tiffany works here, unfortunately. Wait, wait, you're a store? Yes, sir. Oh no, it's so, oh my gosh, I finally put my heart out there and... Yeah, sorry about that. Like, are you kidding? Like, you're you're kidding me. Like, you're, like, I wish, you're... I wish I was kidding. No Tiffany here, sir. I'm, I'm not a bad dude. Like, I, I, will you t- take a message for her? Sure, sure, I'll take a message. I mean, I don't have a Tiffany here, but... That latte was wonderful. Your smile was better. I wanted to lick the whipped cream off your lips, and I hope you'll be my forever. All right. Can you read right. that back to me? <laughs> no. No. There's no Tiffany here, unfortunately. Oh, man. I feel like such a loser. You'll be all right. You'll land on your feet. All right, man. <laughs> He's so nice. He's a nice guy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He read back the phone. <laughs> we take live phone calls. We also play your voicemails because so many people listen on the podcast. They call us through the overnight. Here's the first voicemail I wanted to play from last night. The morning studio. My question is for the group. I was looking through a friend's like wedding registry. And is it tacky that they have stuff for their dog on their wedding registry for like people to buy them? I think that's extremely tacky. And just want to know your thoughts. Thank you. I'm okay with it. You don't have to buy it. Uh, Tacky's in the eye of the beholder. So it can actually be tacky to you. I'm just going to go. I'm cool with it. I'd probably be prone to buy the dog something before I buy you something to the people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm cool with it, you? I think it's fine. It's something for their house. I mean, sometimes you're buying them dinner plates and glassware and stuff that's for guests that come over. And this is their dog. Eddie? I mean, uh, man, I just don't like registries in general. I think they're kind of bratty, you know? Oh, like, I think they're great because I don't have to wait, look. Wait, did I you not it. use one? We didn't. <gasps> because to me, it's like, I only need, like you said, Bones, I only need these 10 things. And then, okay, just go down the list and buy me whatever, all this stuff, because you don't really need it like the dog thing. I think it's tacky. Bones. Wait. Wow. Oh, okay. I think you're just bitter because you decided not to use one. Like, <laughs> no, no. What? It's definitely awesome. I just feel it's a little bratty. Is it just... because you all eloped, kind of? Or you had a small we, family wedding? No, we had a party when we came back. You know, we got married in Hawaii. We had a party when we came back. People got us gifts, but we didn't ask for gifts. It's weird to me to ask for gifts. I'm with that. But I would still set up a registry because I think people want to get you gifts. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, because it's easier for them. They don't have to think that hard. But I feel like that just takes the whole idea of a gift out. Might be a lot of virtual <laughs> currency for NBA 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Your player's going to be awesome. <laughs> Bunch of fake clothes, digital clothes. Uh, Lunchbox, what do you think? I think it's great. Registries are awesome because if people are dumb enough to buy you things, then they're dumb enough, then you should use them. And dog stuff, though, that's absolutely stupid. If someone buys it, they're an idiot. But that's okay. Yeah, you can do it. Just don't buy it. That's idiotic to buy it for a dog. Okay, we go 3-1. Idiotic. it's okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one. Morning, studio. So this morning, I went to Chick-fil-A, which I guess I've been going pretty often, like maybe once or twice a week for the last like month or two. However, I kind of got called out by the Chick-fil-A employee this morning. She was like, wow, you really like Chick-fil-A, huh? So I was just wondering and wanted some advice to see if I should be offended that I supposedly go to Chick-fil-A so much or if I should kind of just live my best life and go to Chick-fil-A. Go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to tell you what's happening here. This lady, I'm assuming it's lady, is being really nice going, hey, I recognize that you come here a lot. Like you're just not another face that's drifting drifting through. Like you come here a lot. I believe that that's what she meant. I don't believe it's like, 
Dang, Tubbalub. You really, <laughs> I don't think that's the yeah. case. The people at Chick-fil-A have, have always been super kind to me. And if you go, there are sometimes I go to Subway back in the day. A few years ago, I go to Subway twice a day. And they'd be like, you don't even have to communicate. You just know each other so well. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, look who's back. Yeah, great. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I think that you could apply this not only to this situation, but anything in life where you overthink it and assume the worst. Like something I've started to really try to do in my life because I would think the, the the worst and think negative and then it'd replay in my head and it'd be awful is just assume the best in people. Assume that they meant well with it and carry on with your day because you don't need to waste your energy on it and Chick-fil-A breakfast is good, so keep going. Kids aren't spending money on candy anymore. What do you think they're spending their allowance on? Games. Yeah, you nailed it. VC. What do you call it? Virtual, Virtual currency. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kids spent more time online this year than any other year. Research has shown that kids spent most of their pocket money, their allowance, on games like Roblox or Fortnite Ugh. or buying VC for other games. Because playing these games, you have to have digital cash. It's basically a big old in-game app or an in-app game, in purchase, in-app purchase. In-app purchase, yeah. Because I play this, and well, and I'd be playing basketball, and I'd be like, dang, I wish I had some cooler shoes. Then you go over, and you <laughs> you spend your virtual currency. Like, I bought some old Reebok pumps. Stop. Like, 80s, what? What? Oh, they have old Jordans? You yeah. spend money on your person? Uh-huh. Well, you, well, you can earn it. Like, you play games, and you can earn it. <laughs> or, I've been known just to have the itch, because my credit card's up there anyway. Just go ahead and buy me a pair of nice shoes. <laughs> They're not real, though, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Okay. Uh-huh. But you're not supposed to get it. Okay, you're right. I know. Because sometimes I'll just forget what time it is. And I'll spend hours and oh. hours on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because you lose. It's You just play and it's so fun and you don't want to stop. And you're talking with your friends. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, you forgot to eat dinner. <laughs> you forgot your anniversary. <laughs> oh, my God. Three kids were born. And you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> but your player but is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you got pumps, baby. You got your virtual pumps. family's rocking. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You don't know your kid's name. I know, but. I know. It's not good. <laughs> your virtual family. That's funny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a guy named Alcide Dominique. He owns Dominique Auto Sales in Louisiana. He was telling Fox News that a lot of times there are homeless people that will sleep overnight in his lot. And at one point, there was a guy, Jamie, who was asleep on the porch. And so... Alcidi, one of his employees named Sean, they went up to Jamie and they were like, hey man, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'd, you know, kind of had a rough few years. His grandparents had passed away who had been taking care of him. So I said, okay, well, let's go. But they took him to get a hot meal. They put him in a local motel for the night. They even got him some clothes and supplies from Walmart. But then they got on TikTok and they were like, hey, this is Jamie, you could use some help. Well, TikTok did its thing, over 10 million views. People started helping out. They started up a GoFundMe. He has more than $25,000. To this GoFundMe page. Wow. People started sending in clothes and Bibles that other people can use too that sleep in that lot that are homeless. That's great. And so not only is this guy going to be able to be off the streets for a while, they've helped him with housing, a job, and a car, and they've helped other people off the, the streets as well because of that that one guy and that one TikTok post. Love it. There you go. TikTok doing good things. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it all the credit yet. Mostly. Uh, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's do a couple kid things here. Eddie, your son wants to watch Forrest Gump, and you're not sure if you should let him? Yeah, man. And it's crazy because Forrest Gump's my favorite movie of all, all time. So when he came up to me and asked me this, I was like, this is huge. I would love to share that experience. But as a dad, I don't know if he's ready for all the content in the movie. You know what I mean? There are, like, adult situations... Uh, political stuff that's like I could lead to a lot of explaining and I don't know if I'm ready at him being 12 what year did that movie come out because 94 I, was, I think okay I was basically the same age mm-hmm. I did, yeah I, I'm a little scared but I, I mean at the same time excited because I really want to watch this movie with him Jenny does a lot of drugs they they do it for the first time but I, man that 12 13 is when you can start showing them this stuff right I don't with know. Them? that's my question I, I watched know. it I turned out pretty good yeah <laughs> That's the gauge. I watch stuff like that. Sometimes it does lead to conversations, which is good, so you can have them. Uh, But then, or you can choose, like, know ahead of time where you need to kind of fast forward. Yeah. Oh, I would be so mad if we're watching you fast forward part of the movie. I've done done that. In certain movies where, like, I do research and know where those spots are, and then I fast forward it. I would be, if I was a 12 or 13-year-old kid... 
okay, nine, I would get it. When you're a dad, mm-hmm. no, I know. And you're I'm just sitting there you. watching something with I your kids I just at 13, have them watch it with and then all of a sudden everybody gets all naked and all over each other. You're like, okay, I'm watching going. Gone Girl with your kid. And <laughs> well, don't watch Gone Girl with your kid. Kids say uh, 12 plus is the age for Forrest Gump. Parents say age 12 to 13. That's okay. when yeah, they can good. watch it. So we're in the range. That's it. He's also a pretty responsible, smart, forward-thinking kid. Yes, he is, and I think he's mature enough. To handle it, I think it's just me. This is on me. I'm a little worried about it, but I'm getting closer and closer to saying yes. I vote yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lunchbox. Oh, let him watch it. Get out of the, get out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to let, let go, man. Get down there and watch it with him. Uh, on the same kind of thing, Amy, her daughter wants to wear mascara now. Yes. And I don't have a problem with it. She's 13. First of all, she's the most beautiful lashes by themselves anyways, so I tell her she doesn't need to. But I guess she sees other girls at school wearing makeup, and I get it. When I was in seventh grade, other girls were wearing makeup, so I wanted to too. And the problem in our house is now my son wants to do everything that she does, and so he wants to wear mascara. No. And I'm like, oh. you're you're 10, so when you're 13, because she wasn't wearing mascara when she was 10, so when you're 13, you can decide. But, I mean, it caused this whole ordeal amount. And then I thought, okay, you know, it is going to be up to him. But if he wants to wear it to school, then if kids see him with makeup on at 10, whether girl or guy, it still might get unwanted attention or it could get picked on. And I don't want him to get picked on. But I also just want peace in my house, you know? You can't let him wear a mascara to school at 10. No. I think you did the I, right I'm thing. I'm not. You but... go 13, she's 13, you can make your mind up then, and then you kick that can and you get to it later. Yeah, I told Stashira she's no longer allowed to put her mascara on in any sort of public place of the house because that's what causes she it. She only can't... wants to do it because she's doing Correct. it. Exactly. Right. And if she was in her bathroom doing it where he couldn't see, but she came down to my room and he was in there, and then that's just what opened it all up. So now she may wear mascara, but she must apply it in private. <laughs> So that he will forget about it. And then also, when he's 13, he can decide. I think you're fair. Eddie, I think you're out of control. Okay, I think thank you. <laughs> Jacob in Louisiana is on the phone right now. Hey, Jacob, what's going on? So, uh, I was just calling. I heard y'all were doing the St. Jude thing. And uh, my little nephew is actually at uh, St. Jude right now. My little brother is uh, he's a drummer that helps out of Nashville. He's a phenomenal drummer that goes around and you know with different people and and does stuff and whatnot and uh you know when covid hit obviously they had a setback and then uh you know a few months later their son got diagnosed with uh leukemia and uh he's he's doing well but uh i'm not asking for money i'm not asking for anything like that i just was super hoping that i could like just get a shout out man from bobby he listens to that show every morning it'd just be really cool that's all well, I think we can do that. By the way, you're talking to Bobby right now. This, hey, man. It's me, Bobby. Okay, cool, man. What's yeah. up, Bobby? Hey, man. Um, so hey, man. We, we can do this. Cruise. Okay. Keep fighting the fight, bud. We are proud of you. We know you're going through a lot. But on the other side of this, it's going to be awesome. Candy. Friends. Yes. And you're going to be stronger because of it. And you're going to be able to help so many people. So, Cruise, we are here with you. Keep fighting the fight. Eddie? Shout out, Cruise. We're with you, bud. Um, man, I'm so happy to give you a shout out. So I hope you hear this and just know that uh, we're here for you. But anytime you need us, lunchbox, uh, cruise, Michael, keep kicking butt. And like Bobby said, candy, candy, and more candy when you get done with this. And uh, yeah, dude, just keep being awesome and you know, keep your head up and keep smiling, dude. Hey, Jacob, he can have candy though, right? Because we're not like giving <laughs> him a false <laughs> yeah. expectation. No, okay, he, he loves it. All right, I tell you what, once he gets <laughs> out of there, we will send him the biggest basket of candy. Yeah, you call us. That sounds awesome. You call okay. me when he gets out, and you give me his address. I'm going to send him so much candy, his parents are going to be like, Cruz, we got to chill out. <laughs> Amy, what do you want to say? Oh, I just want to – oh, yeah, no, it's okay. Just, Cruz, we're sending you all the hugs. And like Bobby said, I mean, this is going to make you stronger. And stuff you're facing right now as a child, I hate that for you. But you'll be able to help others once you're on the other side of it. And it's going to be pretty cool to see you do that. So check in with us. If you get this message, let us know. All right, Jacob. Yeah, he will. It's going to be a long process with uh, the type of chemo we had, and then they had to shut him down and start because he got a bacterial fungal infection, and then he had to build his immune system back up so that they could put him on antibiotics to kill that, and then now he's back on the chemo treatment. So it's going to be a little bit longer and stretched out than they thought it would, but he's a good kid. So, Well, we're rooting for you, Cruz. Jacob, we appreciate the call, and you know I have worked. Appreciate y'all, man. Worked with St. Jude for years and years and years, and 
it's the, they're the best. If you got to be one place and you're going through that, that is the place you want to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hit us back when he's out. We'll we'll send him some. I mean, this dentist is going to reach out to us going, <laughs> hey. What's wrong with you guys? We'll get candy companies. <laughs> All right. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey, how are you? I'm good. It's, it's good really to, good to see you. Good to see you, too. I was watching, maybe it's your Instagram, and you went into your closet, and you have so many shoes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so many shoes. So many shoes. Do you buy all those shoes? I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, I like. I keep them from like music videos or like red carpets or tour or whatever. I get to keep them all. So um, if someone gives you shoes, yeah. Do you mostly get to keep them, or do you have to send them back if they're really fancy? If they're really fancy, normally I send them back, or I'm like, I have to have these shoes, and then I I see if I can buy them. Do you ever post pictures of your closet yeah. per se? Okay. And go, man. Somebody could be mapping out my house. And they've they've created this, and they can come in and rob. I'm scared to oh, death God. of that. Oh, well, now. now I'm well, going to start thinking is. that. Well, it's interesting because we just moved from an apartment to a house, so that adjustment, like the first month or so, hearing like something in the backyard, it's just the wind. But I'm used to the interstate, you know. So every little thing has been it's taken getting, getting used to it for sure. But now I'm going to start thinking about people knowing where I live. So well, I didn't mean to that. plant that seed. <laughs> Kelsey Ballerini is here, and we're going to get to hole in the bottle in a second. They sent me a note and said, hey, Kelsey's coming in. Do you want her to play anything? And I was like, well, why don't we kind of walk through <laughs> okay. the career of Kelsey Ballerini, which it all started with Love Me Like You Mean It. Yeah. Which feels like forever. Ages ago. I know. I know. We were like touring together back back in that day. I, before you were even touring. I just remember sitting in the parking garage with you. Mm-hmm. You weren't even, didn't have an artist deal yet. You were nope. writing. Yep. You're right. And I know. And was like, I got this song. And then, boom, it's just crazy to think here you are now, the superstar that you are. And we were literally sitting under a tent in the parking garage going, dang. Six years ago. Yeah. Like five and a half, maybe. Does it feel like that's flown by, or or does it feel like that's just forever ago? It's both. It depends on the day. I will say, this whole last year, I think I've had, obviously, more time to reflect than I have since I started. And so, I think it's it's starting to kind of sink in what's what's happened. Because before, I was just like, I'm going to keep my head down and keep going until someone tells me to stop, you know, or or it just stops itself. And so, yeah, I think having this last year to kind of, you know, put my head up and look around and be like, wow, this is not what it was like six years ago. This is crazy. And especially now having another song kind of do what it's doing. It's 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 really exciting. OK, give me a little. I don't need the whole thing of love me like you mean it. I I wish I had some exciting story about this song. I was signed as a songwriter. I was 19 and I was just trying to figure out what I was doing and like how to get a record deal. And um, I was writing kind of like the dibs kind of songs at the time. And um, I was writing like three times a day. And at this particular day, I'd already done two sessions. It was at night. And um, me and my songwriter friends just ordered pizza into the publishing house I was at at the time. And um, and we wrote Love Me Like You Mean It. And immediately I was like, it's hooky. I really like this. It's kind of that fun, flirty, poppy feel too. And um, and then it, it ended up being the song that kind of got me the record deal and solidified a sound that... Um, that I'm still trying to, you know, make happen. All right, here we go. Kelsey Ballerini, everybody. All right. Oh, hey, boy, with your hat back, I kind of like that. If you want to walk my way. I'm going to shoot you straight up. Show me what you're made of. I don't have time to waste on the boys that are playing the games, leaving the girls crying out in the rain. So tell me, baby, do you got what it takes? If you're going to hold me, hold me like I'm leaving. If you're going to kiss me, kiss me like you need it. Baby, if you're not, you best get to leaving. If you're going to love me, love me like you mean it. Talk the talk, you better walk it. You wanna keep me, keep me like you lost it. You're gonna say and make me believe it. If you're gonna love me, boy, love me like you mean it. Yeah. And takes down memory lane right there. Come on. Kelsey Ballerini's here. You know, you're talking about being a teenager. like Gabby Barrett's kind of going through this now. You know, who I, I was working with her when she was 17 on American Idol, That's and now she, she has a massive hit. But what do you say to someone like Gabby who's like, all right, I'm 19, 
I got a hit. Like, what's, what in the world do I do now? I keep your head down. I mean, I, I was, I, I always say, like, the greatest gift I had was naivety. And it was, you know, I didn't know that it was more difficult for females. I didn't know that, you know, being on an independent label or, or being younger or any of that made it harder. Um, I just kept my head down and worked really, really hard and um, did as many shows as I could and wrote as many songs as I could and just hoped that it would last. And I think that was like the greatest gift in the world for me. You know, the song I really like of yours is I Hate Love Songs. I love that you picked yeah. this song. It's uh, so random that you picked this song. And it's even when I was thinking, I was like, what are my favorite songs from Kelsey? And I have a lot of them because your sound has definitely gotten more mature as you've gotten sure. well, more mature, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I really like the song because I felt like it, even on that record, it was it was a bit different. Yeah, it was a waltz. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I, I really like to kind of zigzag with singles and um, coming off of Legends, which kind of felt like classic and almost like cinematic. I wanted to I wanted to try something that felt different. And that was I Hate Love Songs. It was a waltz. And then I knew we were going to pivot to Miss Me More after. So I, I don't know. I, I like kind of just showing the full spectrum of the album that I've made with the singles that we choose. And this one was definitely a, a choice that I'm, I'm really proud of. I'm going to have you play just a, a yes. verse and a chorus. This, but I'm going to get up and waltz while she's playing it. <laughs> actually literally do the waltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Practice for your wedding. All right, here is uh, Kelsey Ballerini. <laughs> I hate Shakespeare and Gosling and cakes with white frosting, two names and a heart-shaped tattoo. I think Cupid is stupid and violets are purple, not blue. I hate kitchen bouquets, the honeymoon face, and letterman jackets don't fit. Your eyes can't hold stars and you die if your heart really skipped. I hate love songs, yeah. show now kelsey ballerini i know you guys are playing some songs for us how about a little uh, of homecoming queen and kind of set that up for me uh yeah well this was like i was saying earlier i love to zigzag with singles and this kind of felt like the perfect next step after miss me more and the perfect first step of this this you know album um i i really went through this kind of like personal journey of figuring out who I was at 20 something with Kelsey, the album. And I wanted it to feel like when you were listening to it top to bottom, you were on that journey with me and it was vulnerable and it was super honest and it was awkward. And I wanted to share all of that. And homecoming was the first song that kind of made me go down that path. And, um, it's my favorite single I've ever released, to be honest with you. Wow. Do you know what I like about that answer? Is that most artists will come in and go, you know what? This single I put out just now is my favorite and my most personal. It's okay to have one of your <laughs> totally. earlier ones be that. And this wasn't my biggest hit at all, you know? But it's just, it's a, it was important to me and it was the right song at the right time for me, so. This didn't go number one? No, it went, wow. like, I think it went 17. Let me look at your number ones. Miss Me More. Yeah. Love Me Like You Mean It. Yeah. Dibs. Yep. Peter Pan. Yes. Legends. Yes. You know what? I would have lost money on that. Because really? that song, not only is it the song that I know, but even just the question mark on the backside of it is yeah. so memorable. <laughs> I, I sent you a mug. Did you get it? Oh, it's the best mug ever. Do you have it? Yes, because when you put hot coffee in it, you see Kelsey Ballerini. She yeah. shows up. It's, it's just like, a question mark. But I mug. see that whenever I wipe my window down, she's outside the house yeah, and she's like looking in. And yeah. She shows up. Wait, yeah. but how do you say, because that's been the thing, like if we play it on Women of <laughs> Heart Country, I'm always, no. every time I read it and then I see the question mark, I'm like, here's Kelsey Ballerini. Homecoming queen? queen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't help but go up. So... It's, However you want to say it is fine. It's okay. like Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear a little bit of Homecoming Queen from Kelsey Ballerini. All right. Hey, Homecoming Queen, why do you lie when somebody's mean? Where do you hide? Do people assume you're always all right? Been so good at smiling. Most of your life Look damn good in the dress 
Zipping up the mess Dancing with your best foot forward Does it get hard to have to play the part? Nobody's feeling sorry for you But what if I told you the world wouldn't end If you started showing on Sunday skin What if you let them all in on the light Even the homecoming queen cries Yeah, what if I told you the sky wouldn't fall If you lost your composure, said to hell with it all Not everything pretty sparkles and shines And even the homecoming queen cries Nice, Kelsey Ballerina live in studio. Well, thanks. Where do I go from here? In that you said uh, was healthy your word of the year? Yeah, healthy. What did that mean to you? Oh God, all of the things. I feel like last year I was just kind of like whatever to get in the name of getting through it, you know. So I was just like driving through Chick Fil A a couple times a week and probably drinking too much wine and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I want to hold myself accountable. I want to be able to like feel great and live the life that I want to live, and um, that's like mentally and physically and all that. So I'm just taking care of myself. Kelsey Ballerini with Hole in the Bottle. It's Reed's favorite guitar part to play. <laughs> So don't blame me I swear I just came here to unwind and have one drain The way it looks ain't what you think This cabernet has a way of vanishing on me There's a hole in the bottle leaking all this wine It's already empty, it ain't even supper time Honey, no, I don't miss him in fact, it slipped my mind There's a hole in the bottle of wine You may ask me where it's going But I can't even find The hole in the bottle of wine Cheers. Nice, there it is. Yeah. When you ask Shania to be on the song, do you do oh, it? Man. Or are you so nervous you have somebody do it in case she wants to say no? Every collaboration that's ever happened, it was me reaching out. I remember you I said that like, about Kenny Chesney. You yes. reached out. Yeah, yeah, I, I texted him. I have no business ever texting Kenny Chesney. <laughs> but I just had like a, you know, I went on a whim. I was like, let's do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like unless you feel like you can personally reach out, it's probably not the right collaboration. So. And you texted her, and how long until you got the bubble back? Did you see the bubble? Or? What's crazy about Shania, I haven't told this story yet, but early in quarantine, she emailed me and she was like, hey, I'm working on a project. I want to do something together. Let's just let's send stuff back and forth until we find something. And so for like three or four months, she would send me a chorus. I would send her a chorus that I wrote and we just kind of be like, that's not quite it. But like, let's keep digging and let's find something. And it wasn't until we shot the video for Hole in the Bottle, a lot of the outfits I tried to kind of tip my hat to Shania, like the man I feel like a woman and all that kind of stuff. So I watched the video back and I was like, wait a second, this song... It, it's her vibe anyway. It's like, you know, fun and kitschy. Like I just text or I emailed her and I was like, what about this? It's already out. I kind of, you know, tribute you in the video. Are you down? She was like, yeah. And we've, we've had lots of wine together, Shania and I, so it made sense. So here's what I heard in that story. Great story, but I heard you told Shania, man, that's not it. That's what I heard. <laughs> that she sent you something and yeah. you said, nah, Shania, that ain't it. I'm really trying. I'm re- I did. But she did too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get her. She did. That's I Shania. Mean, I know. It's Shania. I was but, like Howard Stern. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. Stern. It's the cool part because we respect each other and that's why it's such a fun collaboration. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm just but She is the time. queen of all queens though. Yeah. Listen, good to see you. I'm proud good of you. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, tell, tell your lovely husband, Morgan, I said hello. I will. Uh, Reed, great job. Why don't you play us out with just that guitar part, a hole in the bottle? All right, everybody. Kelsey yeah. Ballerini, everybody. Yeah. We're out of here. Could he come do that every day live? Doesn't it just make you want to laugh? Go to Broadway, go to Legends. I don't know. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So the theft of a fridge in a low-income community really brought everybody together. So it was a fridge that stored a bunch of food to feed people that needed it around town. And when the community found out about it, people started donating refrigerators, buying them, donating food. At the end of the day, $23,000 was then put back into this community project, all because one refrigerator was stolen. So they were able to feed way more people than they originally would have. So what was something that was bad was then turned good. What if it was like next level thinking and the people running the fridge stole the fridge to make it a story? You know, I don't think it was that calculated, (laughs) but... Regardless, great story. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, this is Kaylee. Hi, my mom's birthday is coming up. I was wondering if you could give her a birthday shout-out. Her name is Karen, and she is the Karen that called in about Eddie being a Karen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Karen. (laughs) Just uh, from my memory... Eddie, why were you a Karen? Because uh, these kids were making out. These teenagers were making out at the jumpy place, the kids' place, and I told the employees there to stop that. Uh, hey, anyone else is able to be on the Karen team, admit to us like they did if you're, if you're Karen. I can see one in your future coming, Amy. What? I just feel like, I feel like there's something coming. Come on, Amy. What in the Amy? world do I, I do I that's Karen-esque? I don't know. Yeah, we're caring about our neighbors. Let's go over and get the morning corny. Here we go. <laughs> The Morning Corny. What's the last thing Jeff Bezos does before bed? (laughs) What's the last thing Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy, does before bed? He puts his pajamas on. (laughs) Why are you laughing so hard? (laughs) Pajamas on. Oh, I get it. Amazon. Pajamas on. Pajamas. I I didn't get that. He puts his (laughs) pajamas. How would you put Amazon? Amazon. She started laughing before she even got it out. That's so funny. I mean, I wonder if Jeff has heard that That's one. That's a tough one to hey, say, Jeff. a funny one to write. You can follow if at, I, if at I, Bobby Bones Show if you want to see these jokes written, which that one might be. Written there. is good, but if also if I ever meet him in person, I'm going to tell him. Okay, you won't meet him in person. But, uh. <laughs> Let's go over to Christopher in Colorado. Christopher, what's happening, man? So, I got a question for y'all. I'm having a real hard time with this. Um, next month is my 20-year anniversary in uh, long-term health care as a CNA. Okay. What's a CNA? Uh, certified nurse's assistant. I take care of the elderly in a nursing home. Wow. Good for you. Okay. What else? Um, if you guys wanted to change careers, but you're having a hard time, uh, a hard time doing it, what would you do, positive or negative, to uh, make that choice? Well, the first thing you have to figure out is when you change careers, can you still pay your mortgage and pay your bills and buy your groceries? Can, if you change careers and you're going to make far less, can you still manage? That's question one. Could you? That's that's what I'm having a hard time with. That's actually been my number one uh, question this whole time. I love what I do. The pay I get is sufficient, but I'm getting tired. I, I honestly feel like a piece of tinfoil. Do my job, but very, very thin. So, what job do you want to get into? Uh, my brother's a truck driver. Um, he told me that I should try and get my CDL and try it out. I just, I haven't really thought about it. Just the uh, the thought about changing careers at this point is is scary. But I don't know what to do to make my current situation better. Well, here's what I can tell that you: sense. that in a year, you're going to look back and go, "Dang, I wish I would have started a year ago." Like right now, here you are mm-hmm. in your career going, I wish I would have started in a new career a year ago or at least started taking the steps to do that because I'd already have it built back to where I'm doing okay now. If you're going to make a career change, if you're not fulfilled, you got to figure out a way to make close to the same amount of money or make sure that you can take things down a few notches that you're spending money on, and you just got to go. You got to tear the Band-Aid off, man, or you're never going to do it. Okay. So. That makes sense. As long as you're not going to you know, go broke, maybe you got to pull out some savings. Maybe you got to work a second job. Not sure. But you're just going to regret in a year from now if you don't do it now. And you're going to go, dang, should I still do it? And then you're going to be five years from now and you've never done it and you're still in a job you don't like. That makes sense. All right? All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, Christopher. Good to talk to you, bud. You too, man. On the phone right now, Maria in Virginia. Hello, Maria. Welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Yeah, I was wondering, what is the best interview that you've done? Someone that you would 
constantly come back to you. Um, and what is the worst and um, someone that you would never want back at your show? <laughs> okay. Uh, I can do the best. Like, I have a few that are my favorites where John Mayer came in, he was doing a 10-minute hit, and he stayed for an hour. That was fun that was awesome. for both of us. Mm-hmm. It's got a, like millions and millions of YouTube yeah. views. It's fun to watch. I watched it the other day just for fun. You did? I did. It was really good, dude. <laughs> That's the one that gets brought up to me the most whenever I'm working out of country music. Like People will go like, oh, you know what I saw of yours? You talking to John Mayer. Yeah. Um, that was great. The first time Garth Brooks came in and brought his guitar and played whatever, and we had him playing James Taylor. We had him doing just, just playing random songs. That was special because of how open and cool he was. And then at the end, he just said, hey, I don't want to carry this guitar around all day and just signed it and gave it to me. It's still at my house. I don't even really have signed guitars anymore that I'm collecting. I thought that was cool. Pound for pound, as I often say, I think Jake Owen is consistently the best interview that we do because he comes in and there's always a little edge about him one way or the other. And he plays and sings. He actually cares about his appearance on the show. Those are my favorites that I can think of. Oh, yeah. What are the worst? (laughs) I mean, I regret the time that, and it was our fault, that Kip Moore came on and got upset (laughs) because we insisted on playing that dumb parody of his song. I should have said, oh, I see that makes you uncomfortable. Let's not do it. But I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I'm not taking this crap and walked out. Now, that being said, we're cool with Kip now. More than just normal cool. Like, we're friends with Kip. But that's one that I look back at and go, that was me being a dummy. So I kind of regret that one. Are there any other interviews that have come in? Because I feel like even if it's not good, I'm pretty professional and I can get squeeze some stuff out of them and then I'll just wrap it early. If you ever hear me wrap an interview early, it's, I'm just not going to let it not go well. There's the early, early interview you did with what's the TV girl? Um, is it Wendy? Wendy? Oh, Wendy Williams. That wasn't oh, even the show. Yeah, that that wasn't the show. Wendy Williams is a terrible person. Yeah, oh, was awful. Was- She's just a terrible person anyway. So when she told me I would never be like her, I'll never be her. Whatever. And then her husband tried to beat me up after the show. That's crazy. He's just walking outside the door, <laughs> just waiting on me. Yeah, I don't say that about many folks, but Wendy Williams is not a good egg. It is not a good... Um, Maria, how do you feel about that? Did I answer your question enough? Yeah, I know. That was awesome. I think you more than answered it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, thanks for uh, calling. Yes, thank you for answering. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. We totally love you. My husband and I, we are just like, you guys are the only show that we listen to. So thank you so much for giving us good laughs and um, just being so wholesome. All right. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> On the phone right now is Amy in Arkansas. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi, Bobby. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that I'm talking to you. Well, I appreciate you calling. You just moved to Arkansas two weeks ago? Uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm um, about about six weeks from New Jersey. Wow. That is a culture a change. Haven't spent time in both places? <laughs> <laughs> well, what moved it, you to Arkansas? I was very scared. Um, well, my husband has a one-year uh, surgical training here, and we had to plan the move during the quarantine and everything, and it was really, really terrifying. But um, my cousin Lauren told me to listen to your show, and uh, you take such pride in your home state that now I I really love it here. It's wonderful. Generally, the people like have your back even if they don't know you because people have had their back. It's, it's, it's a state where, listen, we don't have a lot, but we're proud of what we do with the little that we were given. So uh, I'm glad you're there. I hope you love it. I hope you love the people there. I do. Okay, we're going to play a game now. We're going to play who tweeted it. Now, you can pick the horse that you ride. There are three horses in the race. It's Amy, Lunchbox, and Eddie. I'm going to read a tweet. They okay. have to guess who it is. Which one of them would you like to play for you? Well, I'm Amy, so I have to go with Amy. Okay. okay here we go. Tweet number one of five. Who said, I find it absolutely bananas that some people don't like bananas. Is it Luke Bryan or Jake Owen? I find it absolutely bananas that some people don't like bananas. And Amy? Jake Owen? Lunchbox? Jake Owen. Eddie? Yeah, that's not Luke's humor. It's Jake Owen. It is Jake Owen. That's correct. There you go. Nice. All right. Next question. Who tweeted it? Hello, Twitter. I have not been on here since, like, 2014. 
Thanks for still following me. Hope everyone's having a great Friday night. I miss singing for everyone. Is that John Party or Sam Hunt? You've got a cold heart and cold heart truth. Right? What do you have there? John Party or Sam Hunt? Amy? Gosh, I don't know. John Party? Lunchbox? Sam Hunt. Eddie? Sam Hunt just disappears, man. That's him. This person hadn't been on Twitter since 2014 and made a splash, and I saw them tweet, and I went, wow. It was John Party. What? Yeah. Wow. Where's John been? Yeah, what's he been doing? Just not on Twitter. Been on Been Instagram. on his land. Been on his land. Man. All right. Not sure, but I believe I just hyperextended my scrotum celebrating <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals win. Go Cards. Was it Blake Shelton or Dirks Bentley? Not sure, but I believe I just hyperextended my scrotum <laughs> Celebrating the Arizona Cardinals win. Go Cards. Blake Shelton or Dirks Bentley, Amy? Dirks. Lunchbox? He's from Arizona, Dirks. Eddie? That's Dirks, man. It is Blake Shelton. What? Oh, trick question. The scrotum is heavier than the Cardinals. You think Dirks is going to talk about his scrotum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I thought Especially he would talk about Arizona. Point. That's a great point. Or if he's that Hot Country Nights character. Yeah. Okay. Caught up on the scrotum. Oh, Two more. Dang it. I'm currently doing nothing with my life except watching Below Deck, but our baby rolled over for the first time today, so at least one of us is achieving. Did Marin Morris say this, or Shay from Dan and Shay? Oh, crap. I'm currently doing nothing with my life except watching Below Deck, but our baby rolled over for the first time today, so at least one of us is achieving. Marin Morris or Shay? Amy? Marin Morris. Lunchbox? Marin Morris. Eddie? Marin Morris. You're all right. There you go. Amy up by one? Yep. Amy three, Lunchbox two, Eddie two. Oh, Amy, I feel bad. There's a lot of pressure because Amy, you know, (laughs) she's going to win. It's because of you. I'm currently doing, no, I said that. Never mind. A smile. It increases your face value. Is that Garth Brooks? Or Dolly Parton. Smile. It increases your face value. There are only two left. Yeah, this is hard. I don't think so. Okay, I'm in. Amy? Dolly. Lunchbox? Dolly. Eddie? As as Dolly, dude. It's not Garth. You would Garth ever say anything like that? No. Not at all. What? No. Oh, he might. He might be like... When one Garth more. Smiles? Amy's up one. Last question. Oh, okay. Oh. Amy, you're playing for Amy here on the phone. Amy in Arkansas, are you feeling pretty good about this? I, I think so. I'm feeling positive. Okay, here we go. Who said, you may want to put that stone back in your pocket. You live in a glass house. You may want to stop digging around their closet. You probably got some skeletons in yours. Don't follow the sheep around you. Spread the good stuff. Hmm. I saw this. Wow, okay. Is it Kip Moore or Luke Combs? <laughs> you may want to put the stone back in your pocket. You live in a glass house. You may want to stop digging around their closet. You probably got some skeletons in yours. Don't follow the sheep around you. Spread the good stuff. Kip you, Moore or Can Luke you read Combs? it in their voice? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Man. Uh, let's go to Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Oh, that's definitely Kip, man. He's all about those rocks in the pocket. Eddie. That's that's my boy Kip. So right now it's four to four to four. Amy, it's Kip. If you got Kip, you win. If you don't, you don't. It's a tie and we'll do sudden death. Oh, I thought I was ahead. You were. I, I ruined that. No, I went to you last. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Kip Moore. Okay, there you go. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Trickster. There you go. All right, Amy. Amy from Arkansas, how do you feel right now? You just won. I feel great. There's lots of Walmarts that I can go visit right now. <laughs> Walmarts in Arkansas are like Starbucks is everywhere else on every corner. That's right. They're everywhere. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I'm going to put you on hold and get your information, and we'll send you a $100 Walmart gift card, okay? Thank you. All right. Bye, Amy. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Mr. Townsend is a security guard at a grocery store in Hawaii. When he's picking up after his shift, he notices, oh, someone left their wallet in the grocery cart. 
So he's like, huh, looks it up, looks the address. Like, all right, well, I guess I got to return it. Only problem is he doesn't have a car. So he jumped on his bicycle and he pedaled and he pedaled and he pedaled for an hour because it's three miles uphill to these people's house. He knocked on the door and said, hey, guys, I found your wallet. Well, they started a GoFundMe for him, and they raised $25,000, bought him a car, paying his gas for a year, insurance wow. for a year, and all the rest wow. he gets to keep. All wow. that? Wow. All By the way, love the story. Love that guy. Love everything about it. There's a three-mile tall hill these people live on. <laughs> Anyone catch that? Yeah, well, they I, need, no, 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 I caught that. They need to move. It was and I thought, I thought yeah. man, for an hour to go three miles, you must be pedaling real slow. But it's because so, it was uphill. Did you make that up? No, it says it in the story. But he doesn't have a car, so he pedaled three miles on a bicycle about an hour uphill, no, no, it, it, uphill. <laughs> to deliver the yes, wallet. It, took it that says long it literally from the from the story. If it ices, you're screwed. I don't I think it ices in Hawaii. Mountain. You gotta slide down the hill. Not climbing it a mountain. It could just be like a gradual. It was hill. a gradual uphill, is what I'm picturing. <laughs> A three-mile tall hill. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dr. Debbie Prashad. Well, so this doctor's on who did the limb lengthening on that guy in the news. who He paid $75,000 and had his height increased by two inches, which is crazy. So we reached out to this doctor. He's on now. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Hey, pretty good. Appreciate you talking with me here. Now, it's amazing to see this story. Our, our producer, Raymundo, who's 5'5", five five, you know, he has often okay. wanted to be taller. How tall could he really get and how much would it cost? Like maximum but still safe. So in your thigh bone, um, you can probably get the maximum capacity of the nail, which is about 80 millimeters, which is uh, almost 3.2 inches. <gasps> in the lower leg, which is the tibia bone, uh, you could probably safely get anywhere between 2.5 to 3 inches. So in combination, you can get close to six inches of height. You're telling me, Doc, <laughs> that Raymundo could be six foot tall if he had yeah! the surgery? Uh, he could. I've had patients similar to him that probably have reached close to six foot. Yeah. Wait, question about these patients. Yeah. If it is purely for cosmetic, I get other reasons. Do they just show up in life way taller? Like they just leave like and then a month later they come back. Right. And then so, so, cause that's like other <clears throat> cosmetic things are s- subtle. People may not notice, but it, you know, it makes you feel better. And so, but yeah, that's walking away five inches taller is a huge deal. Sure. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, patients when they go back to their social circles, whether they tell patients, tell their friends or not. Certainly, I think people notice it. I've had some patients come back um, who went to see their parents. And their parents assumed they were getting shorter, not that they got taller. Oh, that the that they so, themselves uh, were shrinking. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh wow. So, so, so it's definitely a big game changer uh, for patients when they go through this procedure. On right now, Doctor Kevin Debbie Prashad, and who is a Harvard trained surgeon. He is the absolute best at what he does. I just I'm reading about all of his medical achievements. We would spend ten minutes talking about his medical achievements. So let me just assure everyone <laughs> he's he qualified, is completely legit, more legit than you would ever imagine. And he was in the news because this, this one guy jumped two inches. If I wanted to come in, or, or Raymundo, and wanted to go five inches taller, how much would that cost? Generally, the starting price for one surgery is about $75,000. So it's not cheap. Um, the implant itself takes up more than half of the percentage of that, um, of that price. So it's a pretty expensive procedure. What's the recovery time like if you go in? We get you up walking within four hours after the surgery, usually with a walking aid. Um, and generally, you're off that aid uh, in about two weeks or so, uh, and back to your normal activities, like driving, going back to office work, that sort of stuff by the two-week mark. Wow. Does it stretch out the skin? Like, I'm curious too, well, obviously it does, but like for, a, like if you wanted your legs longer, then does that help spread things out? Like if there's like cellulite, I'm curious. Okay, Amy now wants it for her, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. It, it does. It, so it does uh, stretch out the skin, so it makes the skin appear a little tighter. Uh, for the female figure, it sort of complements that because it gives that exaggerated, um, you know, those exaggerated legs, kind of like, you know, Barbie doll, essentially, with very long legs. Um, so it does do that as well, yes. So, Doc, I'll be honest with you. We have a little basketball court we play here at the house. <laughs> I have a friend who's, yeah. whose name is Matt Stell. He's like six foot five, six foot six, and he kind of dominates me down on the low post. Now, I'm just barely above six foot yeah. tall. So if I were to come in and get a okay. couple inches, would I still be as yeah. physically mm-hmm. able with that couple of inches, like have the athleticism I have now, but just be a couple inches taller? 
if you are going through this procedure, you can lose some of your high, high level athletic abilities. I would say probably in the range of 10 to 15%. Um, I still think you'd be able to play basketball. You'd still have that advantage of having the additional height, but you probably may lose some of your athletic abilities. There's certainly a possibility. Though I have had patients that have gone through this and come up the other side to say they they feel about normal. They feel that their athletic ability wasn't uh, diminished at all. So, but I would still go into this thinking that you could lose about 10 to 15 percent of your high-level athletic abilities. Um, and if that is okay with you, then this might be a procedure that you'd be interested in. If I lose any, I'm done. <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 There's nothing yeah, left. I, got, yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm barely holding on to any at all. Uh, right yeah. now, Dr. <laughs> Kevin Debbie Prashad is on with us, who is the expert at Limb lengthening surgeries can you could you do my arm for example i can't reach eddie right now but i almost can <laughs> could you do my arms yeah. yeah they're actually the implants are applied for using uh if you had a traumatic injury so you can lengthen someone's arm uh for instance patients who have achondroplasia which is a very common cause of dwarfism uh generally have very short arms um so they can sometimes often come in for cosmetic lengthening of these areas to have a, le- a longer reach. Um, so it can be done, and it's actually probably a little easier than lengthening your legs since Dang. you don't have to walk on them. Let me tell you, you guys can go and follow on Instagram, Lim, P-L-A-S-T-X Institute. Is that, am I saying that right, Doc? Lim, P-L-A-S-T-X Okay. So you, produ- you oh, do plastics all plastics as in T-X. Plastics. Okay, got it. Unbelievable. This has been such a fascinating conversation. You do great work. I know you work with a lot of folks who have been in accidents and have uh, different different issues. And, you know, the cosmetic thing is just a small part of what you do. So I appreciate you coming on, answering our questions, uh, putting up with us, and, and just being here this morning. So thanks, Doc. <laughs> I really appreciate you. No problem. There he is, Dr. Kevin Debbie Prashad. Well, uh, fun call, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Nate from Georgia is on the phone. Nate, what's going on with you, man? Thanks for calling the show. Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. What do you want to say? Uh, so... My girlfriend and me have been dating since my sophomore our sophomore year of high school, and our four years is coming up this week. We just recently moved in, so I wanted to do something special for her, and I was wondering if you guys had any advice on that. So it sounds like you're, what, 21, 22 years old? I just turned 20. Okay, and you've been dating for four years. Are you thinking about getting married at all? Uh, we actually are. We've been talking about that recently, and it's something we're moving towards. Okay, so, but are you ready to propose right now? Because that would be the big one. Yeah. That would be home run, home run. Now, <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. take a step back, but are you ready to propose or no? I mean, I'm pretty sure on her, so, I mean, I would right now. Obviously. <laughs> what? Yeah, I want do him it, to dude. sound a little bit more enthusiastic about it. He said he's pretty it. sure, yeah, and he stretched that out. Like, I don't, yeah, he, I mean. He made I, a lot of sounds and said he's pretty sure. <laughs> it gets no more home run than that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, if this is how you guys talk. Trust me, my mom loves her, so she's the one for me. But your mom is not the one marrying her. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Okay, 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 hold on. So let's take let's take the proposal out, because the proposal would be the home run way. If you're ready, that's how to celebrate. Right. How, however, <laughs> you've been together four years. You know, I tell you, Nate, people, and in my experience with women, they love surprises. They Because it takes effort, it takes planning, and that's all people really want is others to care and to plan and to have a – if you could plan some sort of surprise for her, which is kind of my specialty, to knock out some of these surprises. I do it for Caitlin. I try to a lot. I think that would kind of make her heart flutter more than – I would assume every year you guys go out for dinner or something. Yes. Uh, yeah, we usually go out somewhere nice to eat or I'll, uh, I'll take her out downtown and we'll just walk around and see the city at night or something like that. I'll tell you what I did for Caitlin in the last few weeks. We were, I said, hey, we're, we're going to go for a walk at the park. And then we, we try to go to Olive Garden once a week. And she was like, all right. So she loves to go walking at the park. So we drive up to the park and I open the trunk. And I had planned a full picnic basket, blanket. It was all Olive Garden food that I just had delivered like five minutes before we left. So it was still hot. There was um, sparkling apple cider because neither one of us drink. It was. And it wasn't the fact that we were sitting on the ground in a park. It was the fact that I had planned all of this without her knowing. And she was like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And then we just sat there and talked. So I would encourage you to do something like that. It doesn't take a lot of money to do something like that. For me, I went to Walmart and got a basket for 6 bucks. ordered the same amount of food I was going to order from Olive Garden. And it was just the only thing I really spent was effort. And it was a wonderful spend. So I would encourage you to do something like that. You say, hey, even if it's the same night, you say, hey, well, let's, let's go for a walk 
like I did. You know, you say you guys walk and look at the city. You do that, but instead of going to dinner afterward, you have something planned for her and you pull it out. That's that's right there in the heart. Amy? No, I think that sounds pretty good. I'd rather him lean into that right now because to me he doesn't sound like it's proposal time for them. Well, he's also 20. I know. That's too—I know. But there are—they've made the decision to live together. I'm sure he does feel like she's the one, but y'all are still so very young and got together your sophomore year, which is pretty young. So I would maybe hold off on that. But Bobby Slane sounds super romantic. And not that expensive. Yeah. Probably less expensive than you would have done anyway, but it will mean more to her. Because love isn't defined by the amount of money you spend on someone. It's really the amount of time you put into them and the effort you show them. At least in my experience. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Eddie, been married for 100 years. Oh, dude, I'm so thoughts? bad. I'm so bad to ask because, I mean, the, the longer you've been married, the more you run out of, like, ideas. And you, But you nailed it. It's just the effort. My wife says all the time, really, just the effort. Whatever you put into it, it's, it's great. And surprises are cool. I haven't done that in, like, 10 years. So, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you surprised her now. Dude, that's what I'm saying. And if I did, I'd be like, I've just been setting you up. Yeah, take her on a walk in the park. All right, Nate, do you feel like we gave you decent advice? Absolutely. I feel like this helped a lot. Okay. Uh, after you're done, call us back and update us, okay? Okay, I will. No problem. All right. There he is, Nate. Good to talk to you, Nate. See you soon. Hopefully talk to you soon. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, here we go, friends. Let's play the hardest game that we play on this show. It's called Never Gonna Get It. Never gonna get it. This is a really tough question. However, Morgan Number 2 has been dominating and winning cash. Yeah. So up for grabs is 20 bucks in cash to one of you guys. And I'll give 20 bucks to the winner here. And if you win, I'll give you a $100 Walmart gift card. Oh, all a little right. extra bonus on this one. Uh, this is Sydney in Arizona. Hey, Sydney, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Really good. Have you heard Never Gonna Get It before? Well, of course, because I listen every single morning. Thank you very much. You have a chance to win 20 bucks in cash and a $100 Walmart gift card, okay? Oh, I could use that for my classroom for sure. Absolutely. Now I'm going to feel guilty if she doesn't win, but I can't. Mm. My personal integrity cannot give her a prize if she doesn't win. Okay. I understand. Here we go. I'm going to ask the question first. You can pick your person after. Here we go. You're more likely to have this problem on Monday than any other day of the week. What is it? You're more than likely to have this problem on Monday than any other day of the week. What is it? So... Your options are uh, Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, Morgan, or Raymundo. If they win, you win. What do you got? Uh-huh. I got to pick Amy. Okay. Fan oh. favorite, Amy. Okay. It's a lot of pressure. Here's your question in Never Gonna Get It. You're more likely to have this problem on Monday than any other day of the week. What's the problem? Now, Sydney's on in Arizona. Sydney, where in Arizona are you? I'm in Tucson. Love it there. Okay, here we go, guys. Amy, your answer is? Getting gas. Lunchbox? Oversleeping. You're more likely to have this problem on Monday than any other day of the week. Eddie? Waking up on time. Ooh. Both of you copy my answer? No. Morgan, you nailed the last one. What's this one? Mm, I'm on the same page as Lunchbox and Eddie, but I'm going to go hitting snooze. Raymundo? I went the gas route, running out of gas. Okay, you guys are like saying the same thing, but with a different. And, uh, yeah, like, running out. How about running out, out of gas? Out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your car is low on gas. Waking Sleep. Buying gas. <laughs> the answer is losing or misplacing your keys. Oh. Uh, Never get. But I am going to give this to Sydney mm. anyway. I thought about it. She's a teacher. She deserves me to give her this. Uh, Sydney, I'm going to give you a $100 Walmart gift card, even though you lost, okay? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. 100 bucks. I can't. She's going to use it for her school. Yeah, you can't. Do you yeah. commit to using at least 50% of this for school, Sydney? <laughs> I, I will use 100% for school. And what do you teach? I teach art and music to kindergarten through fifth grade. Cool. Wow. Oh, that's a pretty wide range of uh, ages there, kindergarten through fifth grade. What kind of music do you teach? Do you teach the Baroque period? Not really. We do a little bit of history, but mostly they get to do instruments. We do a lot of percussion. Is Baroque a period? Uh, it's a period of art. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I just remembered that word from back in like, the day. Dummy. Uh, Sydney, thank you very much. You you won a hundred bucks. How do you feel? Oh, I feel wonderful. Mostly because I get to talk to you guys. Oh well, thank you very much. All right, Sydney, have a great day. Stay on the line, okay? Thank you. 
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Winter Haven, Florida. A 46-year-old man was at the McDonald's. He ate his meal, and he realized, man, I don't have money for a cab home. I just spent all my money on McDonald's. So he called 911 and said he found a dead body. <gasps> Police arrived, and there was no dead body, but he was sitting there, and he goes, actually, there's no dead body. Can I get a ride home? <sighs> And they gave him a ride to jail. Oh, boy. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I love Harry Styles. I've said it before. I think his music's great. I think the last record he put out, fantastic. I know every song. If he wasn't in One Direction, we'd go, wow, this is a really cool new artist. Kind of rock, a little bit pop. Love him, right? Harry Styles, 26 years old, dated blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross, who's 47. Oh, wow. Oh, you went old. Durr. She Durr. went young. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we look at it from the perspective of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. So at 26, he dated her who was 47 years old. So, hmm, 47. That'd be like me dating an 18-year-old right now. Nice. Could you imagine? Because <laughs> I'm 39. Oh, okay. A little different, though, a little bit, because I think at I 18. You mature a lot from 18 to 26. And he's a rock star, so he's older. Yeah, he's lived the life. Yeah. Lived the life of three men. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. All right. There you go, Amy. What's going on today? Oh, man. Well, we got soccer practice today. And I think now that I'm a soccer mom, I'm going to pay more attention to practice so I can be dialed in when the game comes around. You know, I feel like and I can maybe go over plays with her and oh. help my daughter. I would just more. say be supportive. Okay, or I could be supportive. Be supportive and ask the coach what's one drill you can work on. Instead of trying to know the whole game. Because you can actually yeah, make Yeah, because I know nothing about soccer. You can make anyone better at one specific drill if you know the drill. Okay. Right? But you're not yeah. trying to know soccer. Nah, well, I might. But you're not really going to know it, it in a day. Sure. That's why I'm going to start going to practice. Just learn one drill and ask the coach, what can I do this week? I used to wait in the car. Now I'm going to be on the field. Hey, progress. Thanks. Yeah. What about you? I got to go out and shoot some stuff for iHeart Country Festival today. I guess I'm just well enough to feel pretty confident about it. But, man, it's been battling this nasty cold. Uh, So that's it. Pray for me. I didn't have any breakfast. Oh, okay. Sending them up prayers now. Yes. Prayers and Uber Eats. Both. Uh, You guys have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.